Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to the Group Chat Sports Podcast. We are live tonight, so we've got a good show coming up. We're going to discuss the NBA Finals recap. We're going to talk about, a little about the NBA draft, and we're going to talk about NBA free agency. So uh, right before we get some calls going in, so I want to talk about something that I, I just read before I got on the show, and that was this whole thing with Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma. So if you don't know, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, Lakers rookie, had both, you know, nice and beige, you know, had some pretty good seasons this year. I think Kyle Kuzma made all first-team rookie team, Alonzo made all second team. So they've been doing this whole social media thing for a while, going back and forth, roasting each other. So I've seen on the Ball reality show that Kyle was giving the business to uh, to um, to the youngest Ball son, and it's when him and Alonzo have been going back and forth. So this week, you know, you know, Alonzo took it to the next level. And he, and he made a diss song about Kyle. And it was funny, you know, had some little bars. But he hit one bar with saying, you don't even know who your daddy is. So, you know, that was like, oh, damn, Lonzo, I didn't know you had that in him. And so then, you know, Lonzo Kyle comes back, and he hits him with that on Instagram. I'm going to beat your ass when I see you. So then they say, yes, now they said the sources say that the Lakers were told both of them guys to cool down. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes because, you know, they're young, you know. I think Lonzo's 19 or 20. I think Kyle's, like, maybe 22, 23. And, you know, see how they handle that going forward. So, uh, it's definitely interesting to see, you know, two. I know this is – you could tell we were in 2018 I never thought that I would see two teammates being able to, to roast each other on – especially not even on social media, but to, to, make, a, to make a diss song about it. So, you know, that's something interesting going forward, man. So uh, what else has been going on in sports, man? So in the NBA, you know, right now we all getting ready for LeBron. So this will be his, I guess, kind of fourth career-defining decision, you know, what's going on. So I know previously he had, uh, you know, the contract he signed with Cleveland the first time, then Miami, Cleveland now again. So we got another caller. Caller, you are on the group chat sports podcast. Hello. Anyway, so like I was saying, though, technical difficulties tonight. So Brian, he's he, you know the first time he had his his uh, contract thing. You know he didn't he didn't sign the standard deal of the four year extension. He he signed the three years and opt out after the four years and opt out after three. Well, Carmelo and those other guys signed it. Signed the four years. So then LeBron goes to Miami and then Cleveland now again. So definitely going to discuss, you know, LeBron Watts. So I know one of the things I've seen was uh, Gary Payton. You know, he said that, uh, his, that LeBron, his oldest son, was going to be going to some school in California. So maybe that's the whole Lakers watch. So it will be interesting to see where LeBron goes. But, you know, while we're dealing with these technical difficulties, I am going to just keep it moving. And we are going to sit back and hop right into it. So the NBA Finals, the rematch, was at the fourth year in a row. Golden State went on and got that sweep. I was predicting a gentleman's sweep. We predict, I predict that on the Grown Man-ish podcast. But 
I mean, you know, like today I was looking at it and it wasn't it was a sweep, but it wasn't like a like a truly dominant sweep uh, for the for Golden State. You know, the you know they only really blew out Cleveland one game. You know, the rest of the games they were in it, but uh, you know it's just you know Golden State just overwhelmed them. So, and that's something I want to kind of wanted to pose out to the guests. I mean, LeBron had fifty one eight and eight in Game One, and KD had forty three. I think eight and seven in game three. And my pops, we were talking about this on our group check. Who had the more efficient game? Was it a, you know, KD, or was it a, or was it Brian? I mean, I, I mean, now thinking about it, I think it might have been, you know, it might have been KD. KD hit three backbreaking shots from 30 feet away, you know, to for them to end up winning that game. So that's one of those things, and then we can we can talk about. We can talk about that also, of uh, you know who had the bigger backbreaking game. So, yeah, but uh, you know you look at it, and KD, you know I think he's the most. I'm I, I think without argument, I think KD is the best shot maker in the game, and you know the fact that he can score off the curls, he can come out, he can take you off the dribble, you can put KD in pick and roll, he can be the he can score off the dribble, he can be the roll guy, and he can shoot the and he can shoot the three. So, you know that's uh that's one of those things where KD is just that's he's that good. But Bron having fifty one eight and eight, I think he's only the fourth fourth or fifth player in final history ever to get fifty. But you know. And KD is just on a, is on a whole nother level, as far as when it comes to getting efficient, efficient buckets. So uh, you know, so let's go to game. So then, even game two was somewhat close. Game three was a good game, and game four they just got they blown out. And I predicted they were gonna get get blown out because I think after I mean they know after game three they weren't gonna win, and this is one of those things. But let me ask you guys this: after game one. You know, after the whole J.R. Smith debacle, uh, you know, LeBron, he breaks his hand, right? LeBron breaks his hand, you know, punching the, punching the whiteboard. And he plays the rest of the series with a broken hand. Do you think that LeBron should have came out with a cast on his hand? You know, I, I didn't, you know, of course, no one, we didn't know that he had the, uh, that he didn't, we didn't know that he had the uh, working hand and everything, but coming out with the cast, I don't know. Did you view LeBron in a certain way? I think it was. I don't think him as a soft. I just view him as a. Uh, is just one of those things of he was just he's tripping, as far as you know, caller. We uh, caller. Yeah, this is right. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Ray? My bad, man. We was having technical difficulties, man. So I was in there trying to oh, run rambling, man. So, hey, man. So we oh, were no some problem, talking about the, talking about the finals, man. Doing a recap of the finals. And let me ask you this, Ray. I was asking the mm-hmm. listeners earlier. You know, LeBron, he broke his hand and well, hurt his hand in Game One. Did you look at him kind of crazy after after they lost him coming with the cast on his hand after Game Four? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I think the the player of LeBron's caliber. And the way that he played, I don't think that was necessary. But I'm thinking that if you if that happened in game one, what happened to the cast in game one? Why you got to wait until after game four, after you got swept, and to come out with this on your hand? It wasn't like no serious cast, just one of them bad boys you throw on because you know, your wrist is hurting. 
So to me, a player of his caliber, there's really no need to do that. Just, you know, I mean, you went out there, you scored 50 some points the first game. You really went out there and pretty much put it all on the floor. Even though I could tell in game three and game four, you can tell his heart wasn't totally in it. I think you pretty much knew at that point that you know the series was over. The Golden State was going to go ahead and uh, get that sweep. And I think at that moment, you know, I don't want to get get too far ahead, but I think at that moment, I think you realized that it's probably going to be his last game in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't see him coming back. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a little later. So, Leroy, let me ask you a question. We talked about this on our group chat show. Where do you rank the Golden State dynasty? Because I count, I you know, you know, Botan and I, we talked about dynasties three times, three different, three. Uh, we consider the dynasty a team that won three championships in a finite amount of time, right? So, where do you rank mm-hmm. Golden State? Uh, they're up there. I have to say top three. Um, the only thing that's that's difficult for me is when you're looking at these uh, uh, these teams and look at you know more so Golden State in this era that they're, that they're playing in. It's hard to compare them to that era back in the '90s when you had the Pistons, you had uh, uh, the Bulls. Um, I, you know, maybe a closer comparison would be you know the early 2000 Lakers when they had um, Shaq and Kobe. Maybe that you know could be a better uh, comparison. I'll, but I would say top three. Um, it's just kind of diff- difficult to kind of gauge them against those early '90s teams because the style of play was different, the rules were different. Uh, the players physically were different. Um, I couldn't see uh, Golden State going in there and doing what they're doing against the Pistons teams. I think you know one of them would have checked uh, Steph Curry into the into the uh, to the into the stands. Uh, so I, I, I don't I don't know. So I would say I would say top three. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I think I was reading something today. I think it was on ESPN and Golden State. Out of a four-year span, they have the the most wins, the highest win percentage in the in the regular season and the playoffs. I think the biggest. I think the physicality could get a team, but I think the fact that they shot the three ball, like I talked, explained to Bowtie the other day. You know, you get these other teams where you know. They were getting, you know, they had teams like the old, old, old uh, 2000, 2001 Lakers. They had Glenn Rice. They had shooters, but they weren't shooting the ball like that. Even if Shaq was getting easy buckets, you know, it was just one of those things of, uh, hey, man, it's kind of hard to, tra- to train uh, three for two. So that's one of those things. But, I, I mean, and I'm not like one of those people who lives in the moment like, oh, you know, this is 2018 is better than 1990, but. Man, as far as the, the ease of the way they they can uh they can score, I think they uh, have a chance to beat anybody in NBA history. And in the fact that the three ball is just a, you know, it's just something that definitely is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and of course it would be when you look at a, a team with you know you got Steph Curry, you got KD, you got Klay Thompson, you got those guys that can you know get hot at any at any moment. But one thing with um, with Golden State is if you you know I don't think anybody's truly punched them in the mouth since um, no. what was it two years ago was it yeah two years two three years ago when uh, when Cleveland beat them when Cleveland was down three one and they came back and and just really started manhandling them and at that point in time you could tell that they you know kind of got out of their game those those three pointers that they normally knock down they weren't going yeah. down as easily. And they got a little fluster. So if you get a, get one of those teams physically to go in there and punch them in the mouth, you know who who knows? 
I mean, yeah. at that point in time, it becomes more, it starts becoming more mental than physical. And you can see, you know, they be able because I mean, you see how KD is. I mean, you know, Mr. Burner account, you know, he, you know, <laughs> he getting his feelings, and you got, you know, uh, you got Draymond, he getting his feelings. So, yeah, it's been interesting, but. Yeah, you know, now with the NBA is like that whole physical play is just after the after the between after the brawl and uh after the brawl with the Pacers, you know, in the, in Detroit and even before that, you know, where they start finding guys, well, I think the Knicks and the Bulls got into that big fight and then in the Heat and then the Knicks, those teams now it's just like the actual uh the actual to sit back and um all that brawling and everything, it's one of those situations where you know, you just can't do it. So hold on one second, Ray. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are having some technical difficulties tonight. So we're gonna have to have to keep keep it pushing, man, because this is uh this is a little frustrating. But you know, we're unbattled, unbroken. All right. But let me let me ask you this, man. So I was reading today. Mm-hmm. You know, Bamani Jones from ESPN. He made a he made an interesting comment about Kobe. He said. Let me see. Make sure I get the court, the correct quote, because you know the Kobe stands, they get upset if you don't give them the correct quote. He said, uh, "Kobe and KD are fighting for the distinction of the best player who was never the best player in the NBA." So, what do you think about that? I said the best player who was never the best player in the NBA. Yeah, like you know, say for instance, according to his claim. Kobe Bryant's whole career, he was never the best player in the NBA, and now he's he's saying that KD is is you know is living the same life that you know currently I personally think LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. So he's saying that you know both both of them are fighting as being the best player who was never the best player in the NBA during their time in the NBA. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and 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 that's difficult for me because at one point in time I would have to say that you would almost have to give a, a notch. To uh, to Kobe over LeBron, especially after Shaq lost, and Kobe was still able to uh, succeed with the Lakers team with those players that he had around him. Um, you know, Kobe's a you know he's a shooter, he's a volume you know he's a volume scorer. He's one of those guys that's going to put up thirty something, uh, twenty thirty something shots a game. Um, you, you know, he's a willing defender. He may not have been the best defender. He's a willing defender, uh, a great player. But you look at LeBron. LeBron's kind of all around. So I think it. You know, somewhere in the 2000s, you know, I think, you know, Kobe had the upper hand over LeBron until, you know, he started getting old. His body started uh, giving out on him. But um, I would have to give it to Kobe over uh, over over KD. Um, and to me, I mean, somebody might have an argument about it. I, I don't think there is an argument. I think you have to give it to, to Kobe over KD. Kobe was able to stay with the Lakers team that lost another great all-star and was able to do what KD couldn't do at OKC, which he had to go join Golden State with three other all-stars in order for him to get his championship. So, to me, I, I don't think it's an argument. Yeah, I, I guess for – and I was talking, we also have another caller. I think it's more of his fact was during that time that Duncan after, Duncan after Shaq kind of – Pinnacle star Shaq star kind of you know I wouldn't say falling off but his peak ended that Duncan took over the mantle as being the best player I've heard him say this before in the NBA so that's just something interesting that uh we're going they're going in so now we have another caller so caller you on the Chat Sports podcast hey this is Bowtie Fresh what's going on with you guys nothing man uh-huh. another another night man so. Ray and I, you know, we, we just kind of discussed. We're having some technical difficulties. 
Yeah, we yes, definitely are. So I have been my rambling early trying to get us through, but we were bowed, but not but not broken. So like I was telling Ray, yeah. Ray's something interesting today. But Monty Jones from uh, High Noon ESPN, he made the point of of KD and Kobe are fighting for the for the player, the best player who was never was the best player in the NBA during their you know their time in the league. So what do you think about that? If you if you get what I'm saying. Uh, I I think I get what you're saying. Uh, so you're saying that the the individuals when they were in the league, they they did not think that they were the best player. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, he's saying that he's saying that during during their reign, that they're during their time in the NBA, that they're fighting for the distinction of the best player who wasn't the best player in the NBA. So his his mm. he's saying that Kobe Bryant was never during his time the best in the best individual player in the NBA, and and I no. think honestly LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. So it will kind of overlap. Overlap, uh, right? Kevin Durant. So yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think that LeBron James is the, is the best player in the NBA. Um, that's just that's just my opinion, um, and that's no slight to uh, KD. I, I'm sure that everyone will probably put KD as a close second, but um, I think that some can even argue that if we're talking about individual players, that Russell Westbrook has to be in that conversation. Um, I just think, my opinion, I think Russell Westbrook is um, extremely dynamic. Um, but I don't think that um, that either he nor Durant compared to LeBron. I think LeBron James is just on a whole other level, um, and that's just my that, that's just me. So I, I would say that LeBron is the best player. I don't think that he's fighting with anyone. Um, I really don't think that there's a comparison. I think there's LeBron, and then there's then there's that second tier when you have KD, Westbrook, you know, Harden, Steph, um, those guys. Yeah, I guess for me it was more the – I mean, what got people ramped up today on Twitter was the Kobe fans because his thing was like, you know, if you look at the numbers from – like he says from 07 on that LeBron James, you know, was the best player in the NBA. And then there was that little pocket after Shaq left, after Shaq kind of prime mm-hmm. and kind of ended after the third championship. And his argument that Tim Duncan – during that time from yeah. when, when, the Shaq, when, when the Lakers won their last title, was it 0-2? From 02 to 07, Tim Duncan was the best player in the NBA, and then after 07, then LeBron was the best player. So what do y'all what do y'all yeah, thoughts could, on that? You could you could definitely argue that uh, that that between Kobe and and Tim, um, and, and Tim is probably my my all time favorite uh, power forward, and uh, in, in my opinion, and and the best power forward. I, I just think Tim was was a complete guy. Um, but I would still give the notch to Kobe. I think that Tim had probably more of an impact in all-around game, but for me, um, I would still say that Kobe was the best player during that time, um, being that he had less to work with. Uh, Tim had some some really solid talent around him, and then you're talking about the Lakers post-Shaq. Um, Kobe didn't have the best talent. He had some good, some decent talent, but – um, Kobe was willing that team to win. Kobe was putting it on his shoulders and going out and, and handling, handling business um, night in and night out. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about the other side of the ball. I know everyone knows Kobe was a scorer. Can, he can drop, you know, 50 on you at the top of a hat. But I think that, the, that what people don't realize that Kobe was also a solid defender also. Um, so going out and playing both sides of the ball strong every night, um, I, I would I would give that notch to Kobe, and like I said, that's no slight to Tim because because Tim was a bad boy. But just during that time, my opinion, I would still give it to Kobe. 
Yeah, I'm actually have to give it to Tim because we talk about you know Kobe being a defender, but Tim was all defensive league, and yeah, I just think he True. was, you know. So I think I'm gonna have to. I probably would have to give it to to Tim during that time because also you know there were some times that Kobe, you know, you know, he kind of shitted on his teammates, so. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Even that's that's, and also with the thing with Kobe, it's the game. He didn't. It's the fact that he kind of, to me, kind of gave up in Game Seven. I think it's 2006 against the Suns when he mm-hmm. refused to shoot the ball. I mean, yeah. you know, what, because there was so, mean, there was so much going on about him taking bad shots and not incorporating his teammates, and he kind of he kind of did go into that. Okay, I'm going to prove a point. I'm not I'm not shooting the ball. It's everyone else's game. So I, I definitely agree. There, there's ways that he could have handled that from personality and and. Uh, perspective and, and, you know, how he handled it. Uh, but I still don't think that that takes away from his actual basketball skill. Oh, it didn't take away from his skill. I, to me, I just think during that yeah. time that I think that Tim Dunstan was the best best player in the NBA. So, all right, we got some – we I'm have some you. more uh, some more callers. So, home, hold your horses here. All right. Hopefully, it, hopefully we'll, it will work tonight. All right, you are on the, you are on the group chat sports podcast. What's going on, y'all? It's Rick. Oh, man, what's going on, Rick? What's up, Big Rick? Was, hey, on, man, man, we were just talking about your boy, Kobe Bean Bryant. Ah, <laughs> uh, I came in at the right time then. Well, you probably didn't come in the right time because, you know, I've been, you know, the other day you made some comments on Twitter. You shade me. Uh, no, no, it wasn't no shade. It was fact. <laughs> shade would be uh, <laughs> Fact is is another thing, yeah. you know. You you think that I'm gonna, you know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna let me, need let me to ask you this. My, my guy. No, no, no. Let me ask you this. All right. So I was reading <laughs> well, something from Bamani, from Bamani Jones from ESPN, right? And he said that KD uh-huh. and Kobe are fighting for the distinction of the best player ever, not to be the best player in the NBA during their respective careers. What do you think about that, Rick? Wait, hold on. Repeat that. Okay. Give to me. Bamani Jones. It said, is kind of confusing. <laughs> no, no, but it, you know, but just listen. All right, KD. You know, his 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 argument is, KD and Kobe are fighting for the distinction of being the best player ever, who was not the best player in the NBA during their respective careers. You you understand oh, what I'm what saying? Now? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Basically, they get they feel like they're fighting for being the best player, but not getting recognized for being the best player. Yeah, they weren't best player during their respective careers. It would be right. like somebody. So basically, yeah. basically, it's like Patrick Ewan living in the Michael Jordan, or no, Hakeem Olajuwon living in the Michael Jordan era. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could say something like that. So I know you are, I know you are a Kobe fan. So, so what do you think about that? I actually agree with it, man. Like I feel like Kobe gets a whole lot of disrespect out here. He doesn't get enough respect, man. I, I truly, I truly feel that, like. So okay. you agree? So you agree with me that tw- you're saying I, you you agree with me? I'm saying he was never was the best in, individual player in the NBA. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm no, I'm saying the I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying he was the best player in his. Oh, in so his, you disagree? Okay, but, so you disagree? So yeah, I mean, you, let's, I mean, okay, him, him and LeBron aren't really the same. Him and Le, him and LeBron aren't even in the same era. We can't count them in the same era. Am I right? Yeah, we can. But my thing is, and I'll and I'll give you, and I'll go, I give you some of the argument. All right. So his okay. argument was from before to you know from a certain to 2002, Shaq was the best you know best player in the NBA, right? After there was after after yeah. Jordan retired, when I don't count the, the the Wizards after the Wizards time. So after 02, Lakers win the third championship. Mm-hmm. 
Shaq was in the university that was the most dominant player in the NBA. After Shaq, we know, Absolutely. goes to Miami, he kind of, you know, his peak ends, and Tim Duncan, his, his argument is that Tim Duncan from old, the old 3 to old 7 season was the best player in the NBA. And oh, then from 07, and from 07, oh, no, 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 just let me finish. And then from 07 yeah. on, his, his argument was that LeBron James has been the best player. All right, you have the floor. I believe I'm just gonna come out there from I would say oh five to I would say about twenty eleven, Kobe was the best player in the league. Bart hands down, I mean let's just face it, let's just face it, let's be real. Kobe was robbed out of about two league MVPs. I named one. Right. Steve Nash the second one. He Kobe was robbed out of it. I don't care about seeding or nothing like that. Kobe right. they, they, that that year that Kobe scored 81, they still made the playoffs. He was the best yes. player in the league that year. But I thought you said Kobe didn't count. I thought, I thought only Kobe counted championships. That's what, you know, he always says. Okay, well, if that's the case, then LeBron definitely ain't better than him. <laughs> well, no, well, this is what Kobe says. Kobe says he only counts he only counts championships. That's what that's what he says. I mean, I'm to just a, playing, to I'm a just playing devil's to advocate. I'm just playing devil's advocate. To, uh, command to a certain to a certain degree. Yeah, championships are everything. But if we say that, then I mean, Bill Russell is the greatest player to ever live. Or we could say Robert Horry is better than LeBron and Kobe and. Uh, Wait, don't Robert Horry have like seven? Something so you like were saying. So back, your, if, so back to you. So saying, you're saying he. So he was he's the going, best. From, from what years? Let me make sure. So what years you said that that Kobe Bryant was the I best was, player in the NBA? I would say pure talent wise. I'm not even gonna throw numbers. Talent wise, from '05, I'm even willing to. I'm even willing to say when he caught the case in '04. From '04 to 2011. He was the best player. 2012, you could still debate it, but by 2012, I could give LeBron that full credit. But to me personally, I don't think they're – I mean, if we're talking eras, I don't really count them in the same era. Well, he's going – his argument was from 07 on that LeBron was the best player in the NBA. So I'm looking at the – I can't. I'm looking at Kobe's at – what did you say, the 05 season? What year did you say? What year would you say? Oh four. All right. So I was, if we're talking pure talent wise, I would say from oh four to twenty eleven. Oh four to over. Yeah, you would even overlap Tim Duncan in that. Yeah, talent talent wise, yes. I'm. I I mean, 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 not to say not to not not to take anything from Tim Duncan, because to me. And I can't even say ever. I would say the best power forward I've ever seen. Now I didn't. I, I'm too young for the Larry Bird and. Uh, well, I'm not really too young for the Carl Malone thing. But to me, the best power forward ever to me is Tim Duncan. And that's not to take anything away from Timmy. Is really, in all honesty, it's not to even take away from LeBron. I just think that Kobe has a certain it factor that LeBron just does not have. Can I ask one question? In the midst of all this, can I ask one question to the, to the fellows, everybody on the line, about Kobe? Mm-hmm. Or do we measure or do, do you think the individuals measure Kobe um, just based off of his, his talent, his, his ability to score and that sort of deal? Or do you think that a lot of Kobe's mentality, that killer instinct, weighs more in some of these debates? Because everyone always says, you know, LeBron doesn't have – 
a strong mind, a killer instinct, or, you know, a lot of players now don't have that killer instinct, that strong mind, where Kobe was the last of a dying breed. So do you guys think that it's more so Kobe's ability or more people more relate more to that, that old-school thought process of, I'm the man, I'm not joining a super team, and I'm going out to kill every night? I think it's probably both. But, I think you have to look at his ability to score from anywhere on the on the floor, but then also when it comes time, when there's, you know, 10, 20 seconds left on the clock, he's going to have the ball in his hands. He's not going to shy away from it. You're not going to see him, you know, dishing the ball off to somebody else in the corner for a shot. He has the ball. He's either going to the rim or he's, you know, hitting that, that, that fadeaway that he just about perfected from, from MJ. So I, I, I think you have to add both of them in that conversation. Well, let me ask a question, and this, and we'll, because we still got a lot to talk about, and we'll, we'll move on from this, man. But what you, uh, Rick, you said that he's something that LeBron doesn't have. You, you what, what, what are you using to quantify want, this? Is it? I'm just, I'm asking. I'm, I'm curious. Okay, before I, before I do that, let me. Uh, can I answer uh, Sam's real quick? Yeah, well, yeah, we got, well, we, yeah, go ahead and knock out both, and then we'll move on to another topic. Okay, well. I agree. It is. Uh, I think most people look at it as the mentality of I'm going to do what I want. Nobody's going to stop me. I can score from any point of the floor. But let's not forget, Kobe was no slacker on defense. <laughs> I said that he earlier. Don't get, he, <laughs> he, he doesn't get enough credit for a lot of the things that he could do that, like passing. Kobe was a great passer. He just didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, that was that's like that's like that's like saying you're a great husband, but you but you continuously cheat on your wife. You gotta gotta show it. Like, <laughs> that's just like saying like so I'm, go, saying, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. You you you, you, you don't like you like the dad to say I'm a great dad. I buy my son a pair of Jordans every year, but I don't but I don't do nothing with him the rest of the year. Like I bought him a pair of Jays. He got the, he got one first pair of Jays. Go ahead, man. You know I, I'm just I speaking mean, the truth to the young black youth. I mean, but you know, Jordan didn't get enough. To me, Jordan didn't get enough credit for defense and passing the ball either. We ain't talking about that, Lou. We ain't talking about Lou Gossett Jr. right now. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, here we go. Here we go. I'm just, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Volume scores to volume scores. We will be doing that. We'll tell tell that Lou Gossett Jr. ball head hoop earring wearing JNCO sign. What you gotta get money? Yellow red. Hey man, there's a, there's, a, there's a deep hatred coming from somewhere oh, from Michael Jordan. Wait a minute, wait a minute, both like you. Hold on, both like you let him go right all now. these. Now, now, wait a minute, hey. hold on, both like you let him go all these years that y'all known each other talking about Mike like that. Hey, <laughs> hey man, he, it, this this has been a two week. This has been an ongoing two week session with with, with Mike J and, and MJ. We have been going back and forth on every social media group group can text. I, can <laughs> phone I ask calls. a question? What is your thing against MJ, man? Yo, <laughs> jeans and jeans and dress and jeans and dress shoes. That's my thing about MJ. That's yeah, my that's that my Jay-Z. thing about MJ. He got that he got he got that Jay Z thing with the sandals on. <laughs> Yo, I know I know I know Mike got open 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 somewhere with his open toe sandals. You know, probably with some uh, probably, probably the Steve Harvey special. Mike but, uh, hit him with yeah. the camera. Mike hit him with the camera. You fifty years old. You was born oh. in nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, man. So, but, uh, right, so we'll, 
Go but, ahead. Go ahead but, and answer that, Rick, and then we'll go to our next segment. But I I believe most people's idea is that it's that mentality, like Sam said. But me personally, personally, I can't speak for everybody else, I think it's overall skill. Like, Kobe was not a slacker on defense. You've never seen Kobe slack on defense. You never seen him. I mean, he's ran point guard a lot of the times, and people never paid attention to it just because of the pure fact of that he's a killer. I mean, right, well, go ahead, Rick. We got you know, another call. Come on, I'll, go ahead. Finish your point. But to finish, but to jump on your point of what you said about Twitter, I disagree too that he was the worst shot uh, taker ever because Russell Westbrook, in the nine to ten years he's been in the league, has outdone Kobe in twenty. Yeah, but the, the, the difference saying. is Kobe goes out and takes those beyond. He was taking beyond bad shots because he couldn't make them, but he would miss a lot of them and he wouldn't make the correct basketball play. You know, and I, I got love for Kobe. I think yeah. you know he he's trying to intercede himself into a conversation of LeBron and Mike. It's just like it's just like this, man. It's just like you got your homeboy, you know, you got your deep partner, and then you got somebody on the side. Like man, that that cat is cool. But this is this is our bond right here, and that's how Kobe tries Kobe to get into the conversation with, with Mike and with Mike and LeBron. It's like, yo, we up in here, we kicking it, you know. We got on jeans and dress shoes, you know. We drinking dark liquor. And then Kobe's <laughs> over there, he, he out there drink, drinking a Zima, you know, looking look, looking at uh looking at Zima, like look like oh man, look at that, look at that Nubian white princess. You know, everybody else is kicking it. There goes Kobe, and then Kobe just like even like Kobe tried to shade the other day, right? He tweets out, yeah, I've seen you know, that. Mike 6, you know, my 5, enjoy it. I mean, dog, no one's even talking about you in this conversation. You're not even the best Laker ever. So why are you even in this conversation? Oh, you're know, right, so but, you know, but, but, No, it's just the truth. But we got another caller on the line. Group Chat Sports, Sports Podcast. We got a caller. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Mike Jack. Oh, man, what's going on, man? I figured you'd be out Mike there, man, Jack. sipping with Alex Alex Oveskin, man, drinking drinking a nasty <laughs> beer out that nasty uh, Lord Stanley's cup. That's a peach you just for punk. Man, you can come hey, out man, there and drink, hey, out, they, drink they, out of that, you're going to get a herpes bump. You're going to get a herpes bump hey, drinking after that, man. Hey, the way I look at it, man, I can't even complain about them doing all that because they put in all that work and they want to the ring. They do whatever they want with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I heard it was live out there, though. I'm mad I missed it. All right. All right, man. So uh, we're going to keep on pushing, man, because, uh, you know, I guess, you know, so we're going to talk about the NBA draft for a minute. So I'm going to ask everybody, who is your best, you know, and I'm going to go down the line, who is your best prospect in the NBA draft and why? So whoever wants to start, go ahead and go. And then we'll, Are you we'll, saying you know, best, we'll, we'll best prospect? Are you saying it's just best overall prospect or best prospect for the team that we roll with? No, no, no. We'll we'll get to we'll get to that later. No, just best overall. Oh, okay. So go you go ahead and start it off both sides. You 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 brought it up, so go ahead and start it off. Uh my opinion, I I, I think that the best overall prospect is is uh, DeAndre Iton coming out of Arizona. Um I know that he, he kinda be. laid the egg. What'd you say? He should be, you know, they paid a hundred thousand for him. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. Hundred thousand for there's a there is a high level of petty. <laughs> right. Um, but no. It goes but, to my uh, body. <laughs> now DeAndre Ayton to me is the is the top prospect. Um I mean he's a he's a he's a true big. I think he's a versatile big. Um that you know, he, he did lay the egg in, in the um uh, in the tourney. 
Um, I, I just I think that he kind of got overwhelmed, but I think his team was overwhelmed a little bit more. He's still young. He didn't really know how to didn't really know how to lead that team um, just to try to get them over that hump. But um, overall, I think in my opinion, he's the best overall prospect. Um, like I said, complete game. I think he's got you know a good touch around the basket. He runs the floor well. Mm-hmm. Solid conditioning. Um, I mean, that, to me, he's he's no, he's number one prospect. Um, and that's no, that's no slight to Bagley. Uh, I think Bagley, in my opinion, is number two. But I, I my number one. All right. All right. Next. I'm just going to piggyback off of both sides because I haven't watched that much college basketball this year to say. Um, I would say when I was watching, I know he's fell down a whole uh, – probably not a whole lot, but I know he's fallen down a lot would be Trey Young. But, okay. Um, hmm. Elder Bars Jr. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's who he looked like. I was just thinking, I was watching <laughs> that game. I was like, man, he looked like somebody. He do look like Elder Bars, but yeah, I would say. Yeah, they say Trey I mean, put on. He's put on twenty pounds since attorney too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've, I've heard and I've heard a lot about uh, DeAndre Aiden, Aiden, but um, I haven't seen a lot of them, so I can't really. I can't really say. My only thing as a Lakers fan, as long as we don't draft Leslie Angelo Ball, I really don't care how this draft goes. I'm waiting for free agency. <laughs> I'm waiting for You don't want that ball backcourt? <laughs> Heck no. I, I don't want the <laughs> one that we got. <laughs> I'll be if with whole if, family. If, listen, right. if, LeBron, if LeBron James can pull off going there in free agency and say trade Lonzo and they do it, I will automatically say he's the greatest of all time just off of that. If he could do me that, if he could do me that one favor. <laughs> All right. So who's next? Um, I'm gonna have to go, and and he's been getting a lot of um, pub lately. He's been doing really good on his uh, team visits. But Mohamed Bamba, man, I, I think I mean he's, he's seven foot. He can shoot it from outside. He can score from inside. He's a good defender, good rebounder. I think he could potentially be, you know, the next Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid um, type of a player. Um, young dude, only a freshman, so he only got a sample size of what he could do in college. So I think, to me, I think he has a larger upside than any of the other big men. This is a, 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 a top-heavy with big men in this, in this, in this uh, yeah. draft. Mm-hmm. But I think Bamba, I think when it's all said and done, I think he might have a better career. You know, no slight at Marvin Bagley. I think Marvin Bagley is at n- number two to me. Um, eight. Aiden, he's he's good, but the way he played in that tournament, I mean, you can't you can't overlook that. All right, who's next? Yeah, I have to agree with uh, with, with both sides there, man. I haven't had a chance to really watch um, college basketball this season, but I have to agree with Aiden, man. Somebody that skilled um, at that position, I mean, it's going to be top three pick regardless. So, um, but again, yeah, he did kind of fall short on that. Uh, <laughs> in the tournament and everything. So I'm not, you know, he's going to need some room to grow. And I really wish he would stay in a little longer, but you know, they paid him a hundred thousand dollars. He might as well go ahead and dip and (laughs) get out of here. if We had to pay that back. Here we go. Uh, Brother, uh, brother. I mean, I mean, they caught the assistant coach in the FBI thing, bro. I mean, here we go. This ain't no, this ain't Ricky Ricky Rowe from Blue Chips where they said drop the bag. Your your man got caught up there dirty. You paid $100,000 and they they were like lost in the first round, man. I mean, you know. Yeah. 
it was unsettling that they lost, but I can't, man, like I said, I can't take away from Aiden's uh, actual skill set. I mean, uh, yeah. I think he definitely needs room to grow up. Uh, I don't think that he was ready for that type of pressure mentally and, and able to go in and, and lead that team. Um, but, but like Mike Jack said, and I said earlier, that skill set is, is very unique. Uh, I mm-hmm. do agree with Ray. Um, I think Bamba has the, probably the bit highest ceiling. Um, but right now, as far as impact, I, I got to go with Aiden. Uh, his skill set is a lot more refined than Bamba. Um, the fact that he can play a little bit outside, where Bagley doesn't play outside very well, um, that, that just puts Aiden in a, in a different league, in, in my opinion. All right. So let me ask let me let me ask you guys this. Who do you think is gonna be the who do you think of the player that's gonna be a bust? What player do you predict is gonna be a bust? Because every every draft is always you know, there's always that one guy that's drafted in the top five that's a bust. So give me your one guy who you think could be a bust. I think if they if somebody reaches for him early, I think Michael Porter Junior, I, I think he's gonna be mm-hmm. a bust. Are you talking about for injury or skill? Because I don't consider if you get hurt, I don't really consider Because uh, you know, you, have, you know, that's just something you can't you can't control if you're hurt. I'm just gonna have to say, just just um, skill wise. I mean, it, it kind of depends on what team he lands on, but still, I just don't. I don't know. Like I, I've seen him play a little bit, like a little before he got hurt, and then when he came back, he's he's still to me he's still pretty raw. I mean, I know he was a freshman. You know, yeah. he really can't handle the ball. I mean, even though he's 6'10", I mean, the way that they kind of played him in Arizona, but still, mm-hmm. even even for, you know, for, for, this, for this day and age of uh, a big man, most of these big men at least can put the ball on the floor, can at least, you know, get a go-to move. I mean, he's athletic, but uh, right. I agree the ball handling yeah. skills are, are really poor. So, you see, I mean, because he only played, like, I think I one full game before he got hurt. I remember watching him in high school. You know, he could step out and do those type of things. But, all right, so who's next? You know, it's crazy. Uh-huh. I picked him, but I would probably say maybe Trey Young. Yep. Just because <laughs> I, 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 even, though I, even though I just said he's probably, like, my top prospect. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> certain games I watched, he was shut down fairly easily, dare I say. But I mean, I, I, I like I said, I really don't have a bone to pick in, in this topic because I watched so little. Now I've heard about Michael Porter Jr.'s uh, injuries, and I read somewhere he's got a, a new back injury. So I mean, if we're counting that as being um, sort of a slip up in the draft, I'll probably say that will probably be one also, just because of the injury prone ways. And I mean, like like uh, Mike J said. I mean, it's out of his control, but, you know, we say Greg Oden was one, too. So. Yeah, that's just one. I mean, I don't know, injury is just one of those things. So, did everybody give their opinion? I mean, I probably would have to go. So, I think Trey Young's probably the biggest boom or bust prospect. It is, right. also depends on, and a lot of that between buses, what team you go to, because I'm fairly mm-hmm. certain whoever Sacramento mm-hmm. picks number two is probably going to suck. And it's, and it's because, I mean, it's, they have a history of not being able to draft well. I mean, when, yes, think about okay. it. When is the last great great player <laughs> that Sacramento has drafted? I mean, they traded for Chris Webber. I mean, I guess with Pacey Stoyakovich, they traded for Mike Bibby. I mean, yes. Turkle, I mean, that's everything else they traded for. You know, yeah, when man, they were Mitch Richmond came from, uh, came from Golden State. Yeah, from Golden State. So, oh, yeah, they're players. 
I don't know Go if ahead. I even remember anybody that they've actually drafted. I mean, other than Willie in Collins. The past Stein, that's years. the last one I remember. Willie yeah, Collins. He, you know. he, 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 mm-hmm. he had a decent season, not a standout. Um, actually, Buddy Hield has has been pretty decent. But they didn't draft. They didn't draft him. Yeah, Buddy Hield was in. Oh, that's right. You're right. Buddy Hield did get traded. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. I'll take that back to Marcus Cousins. They drafted the Marcus Cousins. They did. It kind of fell into him, though. Yeah. And all this time, I thought he was traded to him in draft night. No, no, no. He, say, he, he for, for, for me, for for this year, um, I'm going to go out and say Wendell Carter. Um, I I'm just not 100 percent sold on on Wendell Carter yet. I mean, he played with some really good talent. Um, of course, he had arguably, you know, the greatest coach. I I, I just I haven't seen that. You know, hold, that on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said greatest coaster was Dean Smith resurrected. Did they bring out Dean Smith out the out the coffin? <laughs> no, I said, I said arguably the greatest coach. I am I know, not a Coach I, K fan, but I yeah, respect I, him. I, Stone, Stone, when I heard what you said, brother, I was just messing with Stone. <laughs> yeah, for those that uh, you know, no, for but, those I wonder why but, I called him Stone but, is because off of New Jack City, he seems like an undercover cop, so I start calling him Stone. Go ahead. Man. <laughs> but no, I, like I said, I, I just I'm not sold on Wendell Carter, and I'm not saying that he's not a talented uh, prospect, not a talented kid. I just didn't really see that top ten worthy draft pick, uh, and I, I, he's been um, right now projected between between six and nine pick to be picked between six, the sixth and the ninth pick. But I just don't see it. Like I said, he he's played with some really good talent. You know, arguably the best coach, played in a, in a, in a nice system. And I think he may have just been a, a product of um, the product of his surroundings or environment. Um, so, I, in my opinion, I think that he has the, the biggest potential to be a bust. All right, so I've been seeing a lot of. Go ahead. No, I was just I've been seeing a lot of a lot of a lot of projections showing him going to the Bulls there at, at number seven. Uh, Sam. So, yeah, yep. Unfor- unfortunately, <laughs> I've seen I've seen it's the a, same. I've seen the same. It, well, I, I'm looking I, at I one right I now. Trey Songz is prospected too. Oh, what? What's I mean, Trey nah. Songz, Trey uh, Trey Young, he's actually projected yeah. too. I'm looking at one. Yeah, uh, so if, if we're looking at the if we're looking at the Bulls, uh, number one, we all know that Gar and Pax just suck absolute donkey ass. I wouldn't be surprised if they made just a well, terrible pick. That's a whole uh, effing franchise. Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man. Do, shall we shall we embark <laughs> on this hey, now? Got that stuttering like you out there trying to set somebody up with some dope or something. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that they do not uh, go with either one of those picks, <laughs> Carter or Trey Young. Um, I would much rather, <clears throat> excuse me, I would much rather personally, I like Mikhail, Michael Mikhail Bridges uh, out of Villanova. I think that would be a good pick uh, for the Bulls at seven. Um, but my my ultimate hope would be that maybe Bamba slips down that low and we can pair him with uh, Lori Markane and then have a nice little young front court. But, we're not at that topic yet. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Only thing. The only thing I say about Wendell Carter. I think he shouldn't have chose chose to go to Duke because you had him. Duke had a point guard who couldn't shoot. You had another big man who was in the who was in the pain. You had him. I, I don't. I think he should have picked someone where he actually could have showcased his game more. Because if you look at him, kind of have a has a Kevin Love feel to his game. He can step out. He's not really he play above the rim, but he can. You know, he can finish above the rim. He can rebound. I just think that. 
a lot of these times and all, we can switch subjects to this. These guys don't make the best. They, they're like, I want to go to Duke, but then you're playing with somebody who's who's occupying right. the same. He should have he should have went to a team that had shooters where they can play, you know, one big guy in the paint, four guys out. That way, he can give you some more room to work. Because him and Bagley, they weren't able to play off each other because they occupy the same space on the floor. Agree. You know, so that's just something that that's something that we can you can think about when you even talk about. It. But I think honestly, a bus is on is really more about fit and what well, you know coaching and, and organization. Because you ask a guy who's a strict who's a combo guy to be a pass first point guard, obviously he's going to bust. But you know we'll we'll, we'll skip to this. I want to get to this. Did everybody did everybody get their answers about who you think is going to bust? Yeah. All right, Mensa. Go ahead. All right, cool. So let's talk about let's talk about free agency. So you know, like I was saying on early on the show, we we've been on the LeBron watch, and I want to focus on three key free agents. So let's let's start off with my goat, and that would be LeBron Ramon James. And I call him my goat because allegedly from Black Sports Online that that LeBron he he went on a tap down to Beyonce. That's what they say on Black Sports Online. Allegedly. Yo, it's like it's real. No, no, I haven't heard that at all. Yeah, man, the real Lambo. You remember LeBron's like his mom's like fiance, the, the young dude she was kicking him with, is writing the book. Mm-hmm. And he was in the book. He was saying that LeBron got like a secret <clears throat> son, secret kid like Drake, and he he chopped down Beyonce. And I said allegedly, according to Black Sports Online, if that's if that happened, then that's my goal. If he chopped down Beyonce, <laughs> you my goal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So well, wow, yeah, you're entitled then. <laughs> Hey, you know, then you're you're in unfettered waters. All right, man. So let's let's go let's go to LeBron. So I'm gonna ask everybody, where do you think he is gonna go and why? Not everybody at once. Like where where can he go, really? Nah. Yeah. Well, man, okay, well go ahead. I mean, you know, I'm the, the, the floor the floor is whoever wants to step up and yeah. say something. No, I mean, really, where, I would, where I would like him to go, I would um, if, if he does go somewhere and goes west, I would like for him to go to like someone like San Antonio. Don't want to see him in Houston. I don't think that's going to work. I really don't want to see him waste some in, in L.A. Um, I don't know if he does go anywhere. I would say maybe San Antonio. I think if, I think if, if he goes to San Antonio, I could possibly see Kawhi staying, and then maybe if they can mm-hmm. um, pull somebody else in there, I, I think they'll have a good squad, but. Okay, so so Ray, you're picking. So you say San Antonio. So let me ask you this, Ray. So you know San Antonio, they're just now meeting. Kawhi and Popovich are meeting to try to to mend that relationship. Pop is 69 years old. San Antonio, they have you know some summer parts. So would you trust would you trust a 69 year old coach with a player who Kawhi who doesn't speak? Would you trust Would you trust the next 30 to 40 years of your career with San Antonio? I don't see him staying there for three to five. I don't see him going anywhere for three to four years. If, he, if LeBron goes anywhere, he's going two. Two years. And that's, right. And that second year, right. he'll be a player option. LeBron ain't going nowhere long term. All right, so you go two years. So that's LeBron will be 34. 34 in December. So to 36, let's say, say two years. 36. Sorry. So you mm-hmm. say San Antonio. Okay. So who's next? Me yeah, personally, I, think... I uh, go ahead, man. Not me. You go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, me personally, I I think San Antonio is like the best fit 
San Antonio would be the best fit. He, I mean, because he's never had, you know, that level of coaching. I just, I'm curious to see how he would react to it personally. But my gut feeling, and it's not because I'm a fan, I'm a diehard fan, I, my gut feeling is saying he's going to the Lakers. I mean, all signs is pointing that way. I mean, he's even enrolled his son in high school there. So I can't – if he's enrolled him in high school there, he's definitely going to be somewhere west because I don't see LeBron James being all the way on the East Coast and his family's on the West Coast while his son is attending high school. That's one thing. But I don't think he's coming to the Lakers alone. He wouldn't uh, – he'd be stupid to come to the Lakers by himself. He's recruiting somebody mm-hmm. else. So – and then from there, they're going to get rid of – Kuzma and Ingram and all of them. All right, but I'm going to go um, ahead. Just, just real I'll quick, I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. Wherever LeBron go, I'm like 85%, 85% sure Paul George will follow wherever LeBron go. That, that's the point I was about to make, too. I said wherever Chris, Chris Paul decides yeah. they want to go, that's where LeBron, no, I mean, LeBron's going. Paul, no, no, Paul, Paul George. Paul George. Chris Paul, George too. I think he would, My, too. Mike, Mike Jack, I'm. I, I was thinking the same thing, Mike Jack, and that was going to be my yeah. wherever. I, I I believe my opinion is that LeBron and Chris Paul are going to end up in the same place. Uh, right. I, I honestly, I honestly believe that. And and would you throw uh, Paul Magic George John, in there? Magic Johnson. No, I'm not throwing Paul George in anywhere. I think Paul George is going to end up in Philly. But but I'm saying right. LeBron. And I, I, I think I think that. I think that uh, LeBron James and Chris Paul will end up in the same place. Magic Johnson has made it clear that that he's willing to do what it takes to get that type of you know that type of team that he wants LeBron there. Uh, I think that it's a making amends from where Chris Paul should have been a Laker a while back when all that veto and all that stuff happened. Um, but something that a lot of folks that. are not. Something a lot of people are are not talking about. Um, if if they were able to get one of those two, um, they would still be able to potentially keep get two um, more some young ta- keep keep some young talent. But uh, there are people saying, or there's not just say people. There's rumors stuff that you read all over the place, and again, it's just rumor that there is still the the opportunity for Dwayne Wade as well as Carmelo Anthony to both join them in L.A. And Magic Johnson. Oh, hello. Wait. Yeah. All of them? Yeah. Wait, all of them? Yeah. Because there's no. there's there's rumor there's rumor that they will be willing to to take pay cuts, uh the veteran minimum oh, for Mello certain ain't, players. Mello ain't, and, Mello ain't taking no pay cuts. I'm I'm not saying he'll buy his different stuff that you that you read the stuff that I read. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the stuff that you read. Overall, yeah. I think that LeBron and CP3 are going to end up in the same spot. That's what that, that's right. my that's my opinion. Yep. All right, so, so where, where, where would CP3 go? So you think Boogie Cousins a, a slide over there to LA? Possibly. I want like that. Yeah. yeah. Chris right. Paul, they can afford they 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 three of them. Yeah. All right. So who's next? And Magic and Magic Johnson's already Magic Johnson's already said he's he's he plans to be very aggressive and willing to do. Uh, just about anything yep. to, to he said he said everybody's position. on he said that himself. he said ev- he said everybody's on the chopping block if it means getting LeBron. So there's nobody he's even saying you can't go uh you can't take him. He's willing to get rid of everything for LeBron. So Ingram, even willing and to I give up Ingram. 
Yeah, he would give up Ingram. He he will give up any yeah. of them for if it means getting LeBron and one or two other stars. Absolutely, because you could trade Ingram and Kuzma and get a third star. You don't even have to sign one. You can trade for one, possibly. Not a superstar, but you can get a star. You can get somebody that can go with it. But can I just personally, say that I think Rand- I think Julius Randle is really undervalued here. Oh yeah, <laughs> he is. But the but thing is, game, too, man. last my last point too. Even on that, I think L.A. was the only place LeBron would probably stay more than two years. Anywhere else, I would say yeah. But if it, if there's a chance that he would sign a four year deal, it would be with the Lakers. I think personally. If they get the right, right players around them, yeah, I could possibly see that. Right, I could see that. All right, so then, so we got L.A. and San and San Antonio. Everybody, anybody else have any different different opinions on that? Nah, we good. Oh, all right, all right, so, all right. So let's. All right, so let's, we talked about Paul George earlier. So let's start. What do y'all think about playoff P? Where y'all think playoff P is going next year? <laughs> Sixers. Y'all don't know about playoff P? Yeah. Playoff. Playoff. I thought, like I said before, Me, playoff no, we don't know. Follow behind LeBron. <laughs> so I you think, think he's going to go wherever LeBron is going to go? I honestly I'm think saying, he will. I'm saying, the, I'm saying the Sixers. Yeah, I think the Sixers as well because he, his, his style will kind of fit better with them than he will with, him, with LeBron, to be honest with you. Um, I also mm-hmm. think Dark Horse, a spot for him to go to will be the D.C., to play with uh, John. Oh, here we go. Man, they ain't got no style. <laughs> that would be, that would be, that would be, yeah. They ain't got no room for him. I know they ain't got no room for him. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, no, no, what I would say. They need the athletic three. Y'all got all those four. They got the buzzer. That man, he can come off the bench. No, how is PG? Okay, okay, see, I'll bring up Philly, but how is PG? You got PG and then you got, um, Man, and put my mind. You got the young dude there in Philly. I mean, to me, they both are kind of similar. You know, similar players. Who I, don't, I mean, how's that going to work? Talk about Ben Simmons with BG. Yeah, BG yeah. can play off the ball. That's the difference. Yeah, and they need yeah, a shooter. They, they put P. They would put PG at the three, and, and they they already said they want to resign Reddick. There's your shooter at the two. Simmons is running the point. You got Fultz off the bench. You got Embiid, and then you got uh, I can't think of. He's got the funny last name playing the four. I mean that that's yeah, that uh, right yeah the Darko Leonard oh. uh, Sturt some the yeah the international yeah. cat oh yeah I know you talking yeah about. international Ilya cat Ilya Sova comes off the bench him Ilya Sova and, and and Markel Fultz come off the bench with uh with uh what's it McConnell McCullough something like that yeah yeah McConnell oh, I would almost say I would almost have to say I look at New Orleans as a you know possible dark horse or somebody that can possibly. Um, they don't laying, have any money. Uh, laying PG. Right. It depends on what happens with um, DeMarcus Cousins. If DeMarcus Cousins mm-hmm. is gone. Yeah. Yeah, they still between. Yeah, that, that hurt them is they got those bad contracts and they gave, they maxed out Drew Holiday last year. Too. Mm-hmm. I think he got like oh, five did. years yeah, from 125. So. You know, the way it's set yeah, up, even like if something left, it's just a hold, so you still wouldn't be able to just put that salary in there like that. They could resign hey, Cousins, but they wouldn't be able to sign another team's free agent. So they can't they got Cousins that, charged, right? You know, that hefty, okay, what's the name, a, a hefty contract for a bench player, the boy that came from the Pacers. Yeah, they, they, gave Solomon Solomon Hill. Hill. Really, they gave Solomon Hill like $40 yeah, they, million. Yeah, dollars. they really overpaid right. for Solomon. The yeah. <laughs> 
It must have had Oprah, Oprah running the front office during that offseason or something because they were just throwing money out. Yeah, you get a contract. You get a contract. <laughs> right. Everybody get a contract. So, okay, let me let me ask y'all this. So, earlier on the show, before we were having these technical difficulties, I talked about the Lakers, you know, and, you know, they had to sit back the whole thing with Kyle Kuzma and, and, uh, and Lonzo making the whole little oh, diss track, I'm, you know. Yeah. So, let me, let me let me ask you this. If you, you know, and LeBron, you got to think, LeBron, what, 33? LeBron got a 14-year-old son. See, and LeBron is purely always in the daddy Brian mode. If you were LeBron, would you want to go there and deal with these young boys like that? Or you think he's gonna be like, look, if I come here, you're getting rid of the, you're getting rid of at least one of the beige twins. I, I, I pray he I, does that. <laughs> I think I, I I agree with you. I agree with you, Mike J. Um, I I think if he does go there, one of one of the one of the guys has to go because he said several times he's looking for high IQ players. He's looking for guys that are committed to winning. Um, and I'm not saying either one of these young fellows are. But uh, when you start doing – and like I said, I don't think that there's anything malicious. I just think that they trade jabs and bars with each other. That's their way of having fun. Um, but I think that some of those things can take away from what LeBron wants to do, which is get a, which is get another chip, go ahead and handle his business, and that those things would be distractions. So I agree with you. I think one of them got, has to go if he goes there. Yeah, I don't know. I was just curious to see because that, or you know, because Kyrie got frustrated being little brother to LeBron's big daddy Almighty. So you know, it's it's a lot <laughs> playing with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Because so much pressure playing with him because you get scrutinized all the time. So I was just curious he about that. He changes up so, your game quickly. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. we're, so what are we thinking? What are we thinking, Paul George, fellas? I know Bowtie said Sixers. I know beyond this, the argument where LeBron goes because you know that can be anything. No one ever knows what LeBron is doing. I bet you LeBron wife, she probably had LeBron dead to rights. Like, yeah, I went to your phone and caught you out like this. LeBron is down on She's like, damn, you know, you know, I don't know why I can't kiss, I can't, I can't get this cat corner. You know, he said he broke his hand in game one. He's doing push-ups in game two. Then game four, he comes out with the black cast. So you know, like I said, man. So we, I think, what about Paul? So we got the Sixers and who else? I think it's inevitable he get, ends up in the Lakers uniform. I think the Sixers is a better fit, though. I really do. But I think that he's going to end up in the Lakers. I, I think he's going to end up a Laker regardless whether LeBron does or not. I, I think he's that he's that fixated on being a Laker that he's going to do it. So I don't think he I can take the Christmas in Philly. That's because he didn't uh, – I mean, he he, yeah. bound, he was bound to the pressure here. Like, even when he came back after mm-hmm. they played the Pacers, he was like, that's your man, Lance, that's your man. And I always, like, I was in a barbershop talking to my barber, and I was like, yo, Paul, PG's the type of cat that, like, yo, his girl, she let another dude smash, but then he, like, take her back, but then his boys is making fun of him, and then he, like, getting mad at her, but then he, like, texting her, talking about I miss you and I love you and all that type of stuff, but he talking bad to her about when he got his homeboys around. That's what PG's about. Philly, they well, laughed when they they cheered when Michael Irvin got paralyzed on the field and they threw batteries at, at uh, Santa Claus. Man, PG ain't built for that, man. He wants to go ahead and go to L.A. get the California curl on his head with a hoop earring and he'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, he'll end up ball, a Laker. I think. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I think He's I'm doing thinking later a commercial. Oh uh, yeah, and I never hit yeah, no game winning shot. Hit some joint too. All right, man. So let me ask all this. We'll look at Boogie Cousins. Now, Boogie, you know, I'm the preface, so you know, has a torn Achilles, and the only player 
really great player to ever come back from a torn Achilles was was Dominique Wilkins. He came back. I think he averaged thirty after the Achilles. Everybody else have, who's torn their Achilles has never been the same. If you would, as a friend, where would you like to see? But where would you think Boogie should go? And also, if you were a franchise, would you take would you take the chance on signing Boogie after the torn Achilles to a max deal? Because that's what he's gonna want. I was gonna say no, I would sign him, but it would be for no max deal. I'll no, give him a one year deal to see how it goes. Right. I'll give him a one year deal to see how it goes, but I'm not giving him no max. Now I will. I would love to, but after Achilles, I, I think anybody would be stupid not to want him. But with the Achilles, I, I say give him. A, I think he'll end up staying in New Orleans for one year, just to see how it goes. Just because I really think a lot of people will back off from the max. But I, I think he's. I, I would give him one year. I don't think he's going to Somebody would give him a max, though. though. Come to think, come to think about it, though, somebody would offer. It's just a matter of people. Would he want to go? Like, like I don't know if the Clippers offered it to him. I don't think he would go. Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. <laughs> hey, Sh- no offense, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> just, really. Would be better than any of them bitches. <laughs> I mean, you know that. I mean, you know it too. They got the Derrick Rose effect now. I don't know. I, hey. <laughs> and and anybody run that past Bobby Porter's? Bobby Porter's, you know, uh, BP. He ain't signing off on that. He ain't signing <laughs> off on that. It's just oh, yeah, man. BP on oh, the whole thing. What you not? Once you knock a teammate out, especially a teammate that's like bigger than you and foreign, yo, he's he's probably on there talking crazy to Ryan's door. I'm sure he didn't push Fred Hoiberg on the floor. The strength coach ain't saying nothing to him. The assistant coach ain't the only only cat that can calm him down was like when the remember the Pacers had uh, Ron Artest and then he got into it and they had to call Big Mel Daniels to calm him down. That's probably how they yeah. gotta call Stacey King, you know, to get up in there, calm him down. You can't call Jordan, you know, he's out there in the size sixty jeans, he can't get down there in time. You know, Pip, you know, you can't count on Pip. Pip getting his Pip getting his wife a fillet by future. And, you know, Rodman, you see Rodman had to make America great again, had crying about, you know, North Korea. Oh, call. Yeah, you better call Stacey yeah, King and Cliff Levinson, and that's the only one going to call me. They got Ron. No, they got Ron Harper out there trying to call me. Oh, man, Ron, how Ron going to get Ron get the Wow. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't do all that damn stuttering and everything else, man. So, so man, we're so basically the whole franchise. Oh yeah, right. he probably he probably hung we probably hung Hoyberg off the hotel the banister talking about you gonna play me starters minutes. Next thing you know, he has that starter. <laughs> God's plan. Uh, Where y'all think Boogie should go? It's hard to say. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, one right there. Who can accommodate his game? You know, you know, but you know what? Time. It would be nice to see him in San Antonio. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, I was thinking. Oh, that, yeah. he, he ain't dealing with Pop. I don't Him think he's dealing with Pop. No, I think Pop. No, I, 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 Pop actually, ain't dealing I, with I him. I think they would actually get along. I think they would actually get along. Get along? Boogie wants to win, man. That dude wants to win. When you're around a great mm-hmm. coach like Popovich, I mean, all he got to do is bring the rings out and be like, all right, I'm going to yeah, make you a better yeah. player. And then I'm going to sit back in the Spurs beyond the thing with Kawhi Leonard. I've always been they take care of their players. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, honestly, yeah. that would be like the the perfect spot. 
I just want to see if he does go there, how he would deal with adversity. They, would they hit a slide and he's not getting the ball? You know what I mean? Because you know he has a sense yeah. of down the line a little bit. You know, that, that, that's why I see, like, the friction coming, like, between him and Pop, because Pop ain't going to have none of that. Yeah. I think, I think Pop also knows talent comes first. I mean, yeah, you know, I true. think Pop, I mean, Pop been in this game for a long time. You can know, they, I remember they got rid of, uh, who was they? Oh, Colts. He used to end up being the Colts and the Pacers. And then next thing you know, they brought in Pop from the front office. Pop know where this game, the NBA is the, is the only, well, between that Major League Baseball, they run, they had the players had the most <laughs> control. Pop know where it is. And, you know, yeah, so I, don't, I think actually San Antonio would be a good spot to rehab come back, you know, and then that gives them, a, you know, something if, if they end up having to trade Kawhi, which we'll talk about to wrap up the show. But, you know, we'll see. So, yeah. So, no, what do you so got? We what, got do you got? Some boogie. what do you guys think about Boogie? Uh, so what do you guys think about Boogie going to so say, what do you guys think about Boogie going, boogie going to uh, the Washington Wizards? Uh, they need some production up front. They got no money. They need John Wall is real tight, too. They got no money. You're trying to get Mike Jackson yeah, excited over there. Everybody calm yeah, it down. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying that they've got they, – they need their look. They need some production up front, um, and, you know, as yeah. a, that organization. They could, take a, they could take a flyer on him for one year. Yeah, they got, see how yeah, they, they got no money. work or whatnot. <laughs> The, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what their money situation is like. Yeah, they, they got things. They got I mean, three I, max guys. You got to think John what? Wall looking ready to get. He just got the extension, so his current contract is gonna is gonna raise up. You got Bradley Bill and you got. I don't. They don't have any money, and they got bad contracts. Well, well, yeah, well, what about the what about the story about Bradley Bill and John Wall not getting the loans? You think that they will be trade bait, possibly? Well, John, no, they're not coming off, 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 off an injury. And you know, and you know, Bradley Bill, you know, he let him. It's just, I don't know. I would, it just, you know, it also had to be, you know, the, you know, chicken and the egg. Who's gonna get to make you make you better? I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. break up those two to get the mark. Try to get Demarcus Cousins when he's coming off the off the torn Achilles. You just, you know. I mean, so, but I'm right. I'm saying they could. I mean, if they want to try to free up money to get him, because like, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know the salary cap situation, but I mean, that'd be the only way that they could possibly pull it is if they trade one of those two. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna trade in one of them now because you know you don't John Wall's rehabbing and then you know but Bradley Bill was he like twenty five? Is he twenty five, Mike? Yeah, they're both they're both still pretty young, man. Uh, Bradley yeah. Bill is twenty five, twenty six at the most. But yeah. my whole thing is I don't know if that culture can really handle blowing up Wall's head more by bringing in uh, his boy cousin. I think that's gonna empower him too much and they're gonna implode more than they did this year. So I wouldn't I wouldn't endorse that. One. <laughs> Well, the Wizards have been known to have some off-the-chain teams. This is the team that had Andre Black, <laughs> Gilbert all on the same team. So you got a ledge yeah, killer. Yeah. You know, well, nah, he ain't a ledge. No, Jarvis Kidd, he didn't kill that one. So you got that. That's like the wonder. That's like that 1980, yeah, like, 79 huh? NBA when everybody was doing cocaine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Before the game was on tape delay. It was delay. a bunch, man. Wild bunch. Hey, we, had, we had Nick Young too, and uh, oh and, yeah, uh, uh, McGee. All yeah, that squad, have, man. The, the, all the nuts. Yeah, so, so let me ask y'all this, man. So we're gonna wrap up here in a, in a suit. So we got three players. I want to, you know, think it might get traded uh, in this, between now and the February 2019, which will be the trade deadline. Kawhi Leonard. Do you think Kawhi is gonna stay in San San Antonio? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to trade him. Yeah, he's going to stay. He ain't going anywhere. 
I think they'll I think they'll work it out. Whatever issue they got, I think they'll work it out. I mean, mm-hmm. you gotta remember Lamarcus Aldridge wanted out too. And Pop talked him in the stand. So I think yeah. I think all they need to do is just sit down and have a conversation. I don't think Kawhi for one, uh, I don't even know where he would go. Really. like I think San Antonio is the best place for him. It's the best place for what seems to be his personality. He seems very laid back. I can't see him in, like, I've heard rumors about L.A. one name. I can't see him in L.A. with that type of media attention. He doesn't seem like that type. He's more like a Tim Duncan type. I just mm-hmm. think that they will work. They will, they're going to work that out in San Antonio. I don't think they're going to trade him. Unless they can get LeBron James for him, maybe then, but... Personally, I wouldn't. I, I would try to work that out, and I give him even with the injury. I give him a max deal. All right. So y'all think? So y'all think that then the Kawhi is going to? So hypothetically, what the Kawhi said, you know what? I don't want to be here. You know, I don't want to be here because he could get the five years, two hundred. He could get the super max contract that Paul George could have got with the Pacers had he able to stay. So you know, there's what. So what happens if you know Kawhi's like, eh? There's been rumors that you know his agents want him to go either to L.A. or go to the bigger market for what they're trying to build there. So this mm-hmm. is something to think about. All right, so another player what? that I just his what agent, aka his, his aka his uncle, the one right here, his uncle is doing a whole lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, they got it. Pulling the Lamar ball out here. Yeah. All right, man. So another player. That I, I didn't did I at first I thought maybe could get traded between now and then, but I don't think he is, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway, and that would be the brow, Anthony Davis. I know I think he has two more years left on his deal. <clears throat> and I think they're kinda stuck there. I don't think New Orleans is gonna be able to get any better. You know, what you know I mean, let me I'm me like let me ask you this. If you were the Hornets, if somebody called about Anthony Davis, do you answer the call? How about that? The Pelicans? Yes. To trading to Charlotte? No, no, no. I mean, like, I meant, I meant. If the, I'm sorry, the Pelicans. If someone calls <laughs> the Pelicans, I'm the Pelicans and say, "Hey, we want AD. AD has two more, I think, two years on his contract. They aren't going to get any better. Boogie has a torn Achilles, and you maxed out through mm-hmm. Holiday. Imagine though the haul that you can get for Anthony Davis because he's probably what the, the third best player my, in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, the only but thing that my mind that could possibly afford to do that is the Boston Celtics, but they would have to give up. They would have to give up. Like, the one players, thing that you, like, the one thing that, that that I've heard from a few different outlets and, and read, like I said, to answer Mike's question, I think that you answer the call depending on what what team is calling because you know what their assets are. But I've seen and and heard uh, a couple people from from you know ESPN and Bleacher Report and seeing some other stuff being read, but. Word is that the the Gold State Warriors are actually interested in him, and they're willing to work out some too. type of they're willing to work out some type of sign and trade where they would ship Clay Thompson and Draymond for the brow. So I mean, at that oh, point, if, wow. I'm Pelican, I'm like, if I'm if I'm oh the Pelicans, if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I'm like, I, you know, I'm I'm getting two solid guys. I mean, I'm getting two solid yeah. all stars for you know, yeah. and, and they're both fairly young, they're both fairly young as well, you know. Maybe you can get a second round pick out of that. I don't know. I mean, but I'm saying like if if, if you if you can if they're going to offer up Draymond and Clay, which is what's being rumored for, and, and and you're the Dubs and you're able to get an Anthony Davis, I, I think my opinion, I think that's a win win for both teams. Honestly, man, don't know I mean, about Draymond. 
Draymond. Oh, I'm just saying, I mean, Draymond, Draymond, Draymond is a goofy. He is a goofy. Hey, they, but they I mean, I think Draymond like is a system. Draymond's a system player. He is a system player. You take yeah. Draymond. You put Draymond I on the agree. team where Draymond has to be the number two. Draymond would, would be garbage. Draymond would fall. Yeah, but I don't, I don't if, think if, if he went to the Pelicans, I don't think he really asked Draymond to be the number two. That's not his game. I think his game has just been like the defender. Rebounder, passer, mm-hmm. and that you know, it's just there's. I think there's as long as he stays in his own. Only way I think Draymond ever goes that if Draymond's trying to get this supermax contract and Draymond's trying to sit back and and boost his stats to be them being either All NBA first, second, third, or be Defensive Player of the Year. If I was the if I was in the Pelicans, I wouldn't do that trade because Clay can leave. I think Clay's up after 2019, and Draymond's the same. So if you you know you trade you trade for this guy, and then they leave, you really hit. If I was oh, yeah. the Pelicans, I would would take more Boston's off. Would we'll take some more Boston hats off mm-hmm. for those young guys. At least you have at least three to four years of organizational control over those guys. And Boston still has the 2019 pick of Sacramento Kings next year. So if you're if you're and, Boston, let, let, let's say let's say you are Boston, who out of that if they've got some they got a hell of a young crop of young talent. Exactly, who would you give up? Who would you be willing to part ways with? Because you know you're going to want to keep Tyree. You're going to want to see what Gordon Hayward's going to do. So uh, it means you got to give up some. I would give up Hayward and uh, Brown. I wouldn't give up Tatum and the, you know some of those you know, first round picks. I mean they've got all they got to get rid of Tatum for that. Yeah, they would have to give up Tatum. If I'm New Orleans, if Jason Tatum ain't on the table, don't even call me. Uh-huh. Like, don't, don't even call me. If he's not on the table, unless he, if he's not on the table and you're not willing to put Kyrie on the table, don't call me at all. If you're Boston, well, that's anybody well, Boston trades for. I want Jason Tatum. <laughs> Well, I'm on. I'm looking at Kyrie. He ain't going to do it. He's on the boy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Because right, well, right, so. I'm, uh, I'm willing to call it now. That boy is going to be a star. That boy is going to mm-hmm. be a star. So, I mean, you got to give up some. They can't give away. I mean, do they have any more draft picks, like, like from anybody else? I just said that. They got they the Kings' have... number one pick next year. Uh, see? Uh, give me Tatum. If you want Anthony Davis, give me Tatum and give me that pick. It's going to, it's going to ask that they would have to probably give up Hayward or Kyrie because the contract mm-hmm. of the salaries have to match. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Kyrie, um, and he wants out right 2019, 2019 yeah. is last year. Yeah. Let's see, what, see what's going to happen. All right, so He's you saying think that he actually him. wants out. He I read somewhere he, he wants out. out the Knicks. Well, I, I haven't heard any I haven't heard any teams, but I heard today that he's not going to sign the uh, the extension. Now it kind of confuses yeah. me because a few months ago he was talking about yeah he will sign the extension. Uh, personally, I don't know if this is true or not, but it just makes sense. I think he's a little turned off that Boston is trying to sit down and talk with LeBron James about coming there. He doesn't want to be around him, so you plant that in his head that hey, y'all bringing this guy here. Yeah, well, he also said in that, in that same press conference, he said financially it doesn't make sense for me. Mm-hmm. So he may just really me, be out yeah. to get his get his money. 
I ain't giving up eighty million on the league, eighty million on the God. table, just to make them feel good about themselves. And I mean, also, I think Kyrie, Kyrie thinks the world is flat, bro. So him not more than to <laughs> play along LeBron is a whole other thing. Once a man tell me he thinks the world is flat, all things is off the table, bro. I, I can't even talk to you. I mean, you know what? I mean, only thing I know flat is on the on the flat on, on a white woman. The world is not flat, bro. Get up, get up out of here with that, man. Right, and they man, ain't so even got, flat no more. <laughs> Hey, you know, you never hey, know, fellas, man. Hey, fellas, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bow out because my phone has exactly six percent left. So I'm gonna oh, have to dip off of here, yeah. man. <laughs> and I will holler at y'all later. Definitely enjoyed the talk. Hey, big shout out to Group Chat Sports. Appreciate everything. Everybody rocking with us. No problem. I'm All gonna right. bow out too. I'll holler at y'all. Uh, I gotta get All up right. early in the morning. I'm about to bow out too, y'all. All right. All right, fellas. Well, I right, appreciate you having us on, man. All right, man. I'll catch y'all later, man. Appreciate y'all calling. All right. No problem. Thank you, man. Talk it easy. All right. Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829 while supplies last. See store for details.